Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And welcome to Inside Sources, the voices you'll be hearing for the next two hours that of me, Debbie Dujanovic, and me, Dave Noriega. <laughs> we hijacked the show. That's right. Boyd taking uh, the afternoon off and allowing us to fill in his uh, seats for the next couple of hours here. want to let you know we are following closely the developments in Ukraine. Uh, of course, that will uh, touch uh, several you know, minutes of our show today uh, throughout the next two hours. And we're just watching Fox News right now and the and the crawl underneath the reporter there in Ukraine as Russian forces are pushing toward the capital city of Kiev. Uh, so those are some developments we will be certainly keeping a close eye on. Yes, we know it's already been attacked in several ways, but uh, ground troops, tanks moving closer and closer. Uh, right now, we want to get into the discussion about President Biden's nomination uh, for the next Supreme Court Associate Justice. It's Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Moments ago, he introduced his Supreme Court nominee. Her opinions are always carefully reasoned, tethered to precedent, and demonstrate respect, respect for how the law impacts everyday people. It doesn't mean she puts her thumb on the scale of justice one way or the other. But she understands the broader impact of her decisions, whether it's cases addressing the rights of workers or government service. She cares about making sure that our democracy works for the American people. She listens. She looks people in the eye, lawyers, defendants, victims and families. And she strives to ensure that everyone understands why she made a decision, what the law is and what it means to them. She strives to be fair, to get it right, to do justice. One thing we've consistently heard, and the president actually referenced this because he was a senator. Uh, he's been involved in many Supreme Court nomination, um, uh, how do you say it? Process. Process, right? Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things that I, I really appreciate is the consistency of their message of, I want to get to know this judge. I want to know how they think and how they reason. And I think we're starting to learn more about uh, Judge Jackson. We're starting to learn more about her thought process and what what has kind of helped shape her as a judge in her uh, – and, and that's important. I, I was driving uh, into KSL News Radio this afternoon when uh, the president introduced uh, Judge Jackson to – 
to the United States. Uh, of course, we heard her uh, here live on KSL News Radio. And uh, one thing that the president said really stood out to me, Dave, and he said, I sought advice from both sides of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats. And I appreciated that. He said he met with both uh, members of both parties before making the decision. And the proof is the fact that Judge Jackson has already been confirmed by the Senate several times. Four times for different positions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Judge, she does come from a family of law enforcement officers. And I thought, what an interesting, interesting perspective that she could bring to the high court. Uh, her uncle served as a chief of police in Miami. Her brother uh, served on the Baltimore Police Department. She talked about she talked about uh, their record of service. I have one uncle who got caught up in the drug trade and received a life sentence. That is true. But law enforcement also runs in my family. In addition to my brother, I had two uncles who served decades as police officers, one of whom became the police chief in my hometown of Miami, Florida. And this was the surprise for me. I have one uncle who got caught up in the drug trade and received a life sentence. That is true. I thought, hats off to her for addressing that in in that moment. Just put that out there. Let everybody know. Look, I acknowledge that my uncle went to prison in 1989 for trafficking cocaine. But I have a brother who served with the Baltimore City Police Department, then went on to serve two tours of duty in the Middle East, and another uncle who uh, rose to the top of his profession as well as a law enforcement officer as the chief of police. Do you think that uncle um, that was involved in the drug trade will, do you think that'll come up at our confirmation hearing? I would hope it doesn't because unless she had some sort of influence uh, or, or had some sort of connection? No, of course not. I mean, who doesn't have a crazy uncle, you know, or or just a genuinely bad guy in the family? I mean, this this it's, happens. It's, it's like you can you can you can pick your friends, but not your family. Yeah, kind you of certainly a moment. can't pick your family. No. <laughs> she also talked about being a mom and as a mom and a working mom uh, for all of my kids entire lives. I really appreciated that she addressed that. Here's what she said. To my daughters, Talia and Layla, you are the light of my life. Please know that whatever title I may hold or whatever job I may have, I will still be your mom. That will never change. I love that moment, too. But, you know, there's a lot of other things we want to know about her besides what her family's done. Um, That she's still going to be a mom, uh, even though she may be, if she's like she said, fortunate enough to be confirmed by the Senate, um, the uh, first black female Supreme Court justice of the United States. What's her track record like? That's what I want to know. And I don't have a lot of information on her background other than what the president said today. But there is one thing that did stand out to me, Dave, and that is that she served as a criminal defense attorney for federal defendants. And she would be the first Supreme Court justice, if she does make the bench, since Thoroughgood Marshall to have that background. As a defense attorney. Yeah. That's powerful. And the reason it's powerful, a lot has been made about um, the need for diversity on the Supreme Court and that she would be the first 
black woman uh, to, to serve on the Supreme Court. But I'm truly more interested in this diversity of thought. This intrigues me even more. Okay. Because oftentimes when we think about a, a judge, that is going to be a crucial component of it, right? To be able to see it from the defendant's point of view, to see it from the prosecutor's point of view, to be able to balance that. And uh, I think that history and that experience she has as a as a defense attorney will be invaluable because that's an important aspect to, to say, you know what, it's not just uh, about the government and the prosecution. It is, all right, let's, let's look at both sides. That's crucial Be- for a judge. Because the Supreme Court doesn't just look at the big issue no. cases, right? They also look at other cases involving criminal law. Do you think it would make her too lenient? Maybe that's what we need, right? Maybe that, that's the perspective that you need. Is you? I do. I want both sides being argued in the Supreme Court. And I think uh, when both sides are being argued efficiently, uh, respectfully, then all of a sudden you can find that magic middle. Uh, Judge Katanji Jackson uh, set to perhaps become the next Supreme Court of the United States to replace Justice Stephen Breyer, who is due to retire at the end of the Supreme Court's current term, which ends this summer. So straight ahead, let's continue that conversation. What will it mean to the Supreme Court and to Americans to have somebody who has that criminal justice background, who defended criminals as a public defender on the Supreme Court, if she's confirmed? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.